Okay, welcome to Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we try to help you help other people. My name is Dr. Kate Watson, and I'm flying solo for the finale of season five. Folks, this is the 50th episode of Only Trying to Help, and I just wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who has contributed to the podcast over the past few years. We have had some amazing guests in the last couple of years. Uh, I'm just going to name a few. Meredith Force Cozzarelli, Lisa Sharon, Julie Gehring, Melanie Gibbons, Kavita Shravastava-Jackson, James Anderson, Ashley Pine, Jamie Fleckno, and Scott Glassman. I owe so much gratitude to them and especially to Leslie, who's been my co-host for the past five seasons now. Listen, in order to pull together a podcast about help, (laughs) I had to learn to ask for help along the way. And it's not easy to ask for help, but I'm so glad I did because all of these wonderful people really showed up for me. And so for the 50th episode, I just wanted to pause and reflect on asking for help as its own topic. I did a little research on the subject of asking for help. Turns out people are hardwired to want to do things on their own and be independent minded. It's common for people to avoid asking for help because, I mean, all kinds of reasons, but especially because, you know, it requires us to surrender control to someone else. Uh, Let's see, we might worry that we will be perceived as needy. We may feel shame that we cannot handle things on our own. I suppose many of us worry about imposing on people who have their own problems to deal with. We may be concerned about being rejected. Overall, it just feels vulnerable and scary to ask for help. So this next part I'm going to read from an article that I will share on our website, but um, this this is something written by Jeffrey Davis. He says, another reason why asking for help seems so hard is that we're pretty terrible at articulating our needs in a way that someone can offer constructive aid. And he says this is partially due to a cognitive bias that social psychologists call, and I love this, the illusion of transparency. (laughs) I think that is so perfect. The illusion of transparency is the mistaken belief that our feelings, thoughts, and needs are just obvious to other people. We assume they should just know what we're thinking and what we, what we need. Too often, we wait for another person to notice our telepathic plea for help, and we inevitably get frustrated when no one does. So Jeffrey's comments made me think about asking for help as a skill that we can practice. So I suspect that one of the most important things to do if you're trying to get better at asking for help is to learn to communicate very clearly. Say things like, I need encouragement, not advice right now. Say things like, I need assistance if you have time. I need to hear that I'm not crazy right now. 
I need to feel appreciated. I need an extra set of hands to get something done. I might even include a few details. Like, I need your listening ear for 10 minutes. Do you have 10 minutes? That helps people know what they are agreeing to. Sometimes I like to include disclaimers. Like, I'm calling to ask for your help, but the issue relates to one of our friends, and I'm concerned that you might feel stuck in the middle. Before I go any further, are you comfortable with me saying a little bit more? You know, Jeffrey Davis, the the person who wrote that article I mentioned, um, and again, I will post it on our website, he also recommends that when we ask for help, we make it personal, not transactional. And I thought, well, this kind of struck a chord with me. This, this is pretty important. Basically, the idea is make your request more personal by explaining why that person has some particular skill or quality or expertise that makes them exactly the right person to ask for this task. It makes them feel like a truly useful person and not just like another person on your list who you're leaning on in some way. Just the other day, I called a colleague to consult with him on a business decision. And I started off by saying, I'm calling to consult with you because I respect your expertise and knowledge. Is it okay if I take 10 minutes of your time to seek your opinion? And immediately, I could just tell he was kind of flattered and eager to help. In fact, by the end of the call, he even said those words. He said, I am so flattered that you thought of me. And if there's anything else I can do, please let me know. That's how you make it personal and not transactional. And when we say not transactional, we mean that you don't really need to emphasize reciprocity. And woo, this is the hardest part for me. I don't know what it is about me. <laughs> I don't know where this comes from for me, where I learned this, how this became part of my personality. But I am incredibly uncomfortable feeling in debt to other people. You know, if I borrow $5 from someone, I obsess over the $5 that I owe them back until the debt is paid. Um, so if I ask someone for help, I am going to want to return the favor in some way. But here's, here's what's interesting. Maybe that's what I want. But the person who's offering the help or giving the help is usually pretty unconcerned about me returning the favor. You know, when I called that colleague to consult with him, at no point did he set up any kind of expectation that I should be there for him when he has a problem. And there was no expectation of give and take here, even though relationships probably should involve some give and take. What we're saying is that in the moment when you're asking for help, there's probably no need to go there in that moment. That really what people want to do is they want to show up for you and they want to feel useful. And deep down, I know that in that moment, it's best to just say thank you, but it's hard for me to leave it there. So I'm working on that. Unfortunately, people who need help, though, tend to rely on a lot of dropping hints and subtleties rather than being clear. And this just gets confusing. And here we are, just a bunch of well-meaning people, all trying to read minds and pick up on signals and when our signals aren't read properly, we feel resentful. Yikes. So let's just practice being clear 
And I know I have a lot of work to do in this area. I'm sure a lot of my friends are listening to me right now saying, girl, you are, <laughs> you are the prototype of someone who needs to learn this. I know I'm, I'm aware. And so I'm going to keep this topic in mind all next season. As we continue to speak about ways to offer help, I think we should pair it up with ways to ask for help. And when you do, when you ask for help, it really pays off. I'm telling you it pays off. I started this podcast by asking Leslie to help me with it. And then a couple years later during the pandemic, when Leslie and I couldn't always meet up the way that we wanted to, I started asking other people to come on the show and offer their help. And now after all these years and 50 episodes, I'm proud to announce that only trying to help is finally available as a book that you can purchase. You can gift to your friends and family members, maybe for the people who don't listen to podcasts and look at what asking for help has done for me because I was willing to ask people to help me out in this way. Now I'm a published author. It pays off. It pays off. It pays off. It pays off. All right. Well, that's it for season five, folks. I'm taking a little break and then I'll be back in October with more episodes, more guests, more stories of helpfulness. Both giving and receiving help will be a big part of how we move forward with only trying to help in the future. In the meantime, please keep up with me on social media. You can follow Only Trying to Help on Instagram, where our handle is at I was O-T-T-H. O-T-T-H stands for Only Trying to Help. So again, that handle is at I was O-T-T-H. Please visit our website. That's www.onlytryingtohelp.com. There you can listen to old episodes. You can find some bonus material like the article that I mentioned. And you can finally purchase the book. Be well, friends, and thank you for five great seasons of fun. day.